0: Welcome back to another episode of B Hall Radio. I'm your host Brian Rowan with Logan Everett and Coach Ward. We're on episode 95. It is 7:08 Eastern Time on Sunday, January 7th, 2024. Coach Logan, how's it going?
1: It's 2024, man. It's crazy. It's like uh, feels like a long time since I've seen you guys. Like uh, haven't seen you since last year. So, <laughs> God,
2: I was saying, you must you feel like you're living in last year i noticed christmas trees still up so <laughs> oh well
1: listen we love christmas around here and this is only one of the trees in our house and yes both of them are still up um <laughs> but this one is that was one of my chores today to get the other one out of the living room and didn't get it done practice ran long but um it's great to see you guys uh merry christmas happy new year to everybody um hope 2024 is off to a great start for you guys
2: yeah. yeah i know uh brian um, had a good start
0: oh yeah spent most of it uh well getting uh getting married on new year's eve into new year's day and then spent the last four or five days in saint lucia in the caribbean so it's been uh it's been nice but down back a little bit of a tan um ready to uh get this week started i got a busy busy week so that's why we're knocking this out on sunday I'm sure, and you guys got a lot going on too but
1: I mean, it's just wrestling coaching things over here, but man, congratulations uh, on the marriage! Yeah. And uh, I followed your honeymoon um, online through social media. looked awesome. Looks like you met some other people. Maybe crashed another wedding. Um, super cool. Did you guys up. actually crash somebody's wedding when you were there?
0: Not crashing it. They uh, so this uh, very nice couple. They got married uh, like two weeks ago, I think, in Dubai uh or actually they got married they're from dubai they got married in italy but it was like kind of like the the they they did the marriage uh, the wedding that they wanted the, that their like families wanted them to do so they wanted to have like a special wedding just between the two of them and it just so happened to be at our like little boutique hotel and so they they invited the other there's only six you know guests there at the hotel so they invited the other guests you know to be part of the ceremony so it just cool. it, hit, it hit it landed better on uh on social media, if we made it seem like we crashed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, if you told us that you did, we would never know any better. <laughs> but but it's a cool story. Um, but, you know, I'm glad you guys were able to celebrate. Congratulations to the Rowan crew. Um, and, yeah, we're excited to kick off the new year. Logan Everett, how are things
2: going? Great. Great. Um, nothing new. Back to work next week. Uh, you know, that type of stuff. But as if raising a baby at home is not working enough, you got to actually, yeah, burn the uniform through some back of this, on uh, paternity leave, you know, um, yeah, take an extra week here, extra week there, try to get through it and you know, help as much as I can around the house. Got all the Christmas lights taken down, everything put away today. You did officially, yeah. Um, Friday, yeah, I spent bacon. a lot of time doing it because it was going rain, to rain all day Saturday, and I'm sure you guys got a little bit of snow. Yeah, thanks for making the rest
1: of us look bad who haven't completed all our chores yet. But uh, yeah, we got our first snow of the year last night. Like we woke up this morning to eight or ten inches of snow. Maybe. Oh wow! It a, yeah, it was a pretty good snow. Uh, so that's why I, you know, I had to clear the driveway and sidewalk and stuff. So
2: well, I'm sure you're uh, really busy. Yeah, yeah, and we
1: I was on the road for the better part of the last week and a half or so for some competitions and I'm sure that's what the 13 or so people that are actually that are still watching after that intro really want to hear about so I'm happy to talk about some army wrestling probably quite a bit's happened since our last time we got together we've wrestled at the Wilkes Open at this Sheridan tournament um, at Lehigh and uh, Southern Scuffle and then the FM Open just two days ago so we've had a lot of matches and, and a lot of competition to recap so Happy to talk about it. Pumped to answer any questions and go into depth on uh, anything you guys want. So let's talk some Army wrestling.
2: Yeah, let me start. I know this is probably a Coach Green question. Um, I, where does the origin of the uh, Rose Bowl of wrestling come from for the Wilks thing? Uh, do you know that?
1: I don't know the origin. I just I thought it was a Scott Green thing for the longest time. I just thought that it well, sounds I saw the like something. <laughs> Like, Scott Green would call that the Rose Bowl of Wrestling. That makes sense. Yeah. And then I saw it on their flyer, officially. They called it the Rose Bowl of Wrestling. So, I don't know where it comes from. It comes from a flyer. I saw that. Um, the tournament's been going, apparently, for a really long time. So, credit to uh, to those people for keeping that tradition alive. And we sent maybe 20 or so guys to wrestle in it, I think. so. Um, but, no, I have no idea where... <laughs> Where the phrase "the Rose Bowl of wrestling" comes from? I mean, it's in Wilkes, is Wilkesbury? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Is in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can
2: pronounce the e on the end. I think it's Wilkesboro. Wilkes. Well, wilkes- it's different people. I would pronounce it. Yeah,
1: whatever. Where I it's, come from, it's it's the wilkes Open. It's pretty far from Pasadena, but it's the Rose Bowl <laughs> yeah, of wrestling. So,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know where it comes from, but I know we send some people to wrestle
2: in it. Um, was everybody who didn't go there went to Lehigh were there was there anybody that didn't compete?
1: Yeah, we had a few. I mean, it was kind of open um we we're pretty intentional with a few of our guys about you need to wrestle, you need matches, um weight class changes back from injury, a couple of those specific things um and the the idea of the tournament at Lehigh is division one only, so good opportunity to go get division one wins, smaller tournament. Probably tougher competition, not probably, definitely tougher competition from top to bottom. Um, and then, uh, so we, we selected a few that we wanted to go compete there. And then we had kind of a sign-up sheet um, for Wilkes. Um, and then we had some, we said, you're done. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to miss some, but like Matt Williams, Dalton Harkins, they wrestled a lot of matches. Um I think Logan Brown was in that category where they had a lot of matches after Cleveland State. They didn't need to wrestle again until um, Franklin and Marshall. So they were off until after Christmas. Um, But that's kind of how it went. We told some they're off. We told some they're going to Sheridan. Then we had a sign-up sheet. Whoever wanted to go compete that weekend,
2: we, uh, we took to Wilkes. Pretty big field at Wilkes, right? Like much bigger than Lehigh. But not yeah. all Division One too, so that's kind of where you run into that. Not much Division One, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what. Sorry.
0: Is that the Wilkes open any like old guys that maybe like thought they were going to enter Midlands a few years back, and you know, maybe don't want to travel that far in the future.
1: I don't know, but if you wanted to enter Wilkes twenty twenty four, I will go ahead and secure your spot if that's what you're thinking, Bero but okay. So I wasn't there. Actually, it was me and Steve and Fabian were all at the Sheridan tournament at Lehigh. So I wasn't there in person at Wilkes and, and I've never been actually. Um, Scott Green was there, but in honest, like I, I couldn't give you a ton of insight into our performances that day. I mean, I could read you the results, but I wasn't there. and see it with my own eyes. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's encouraging when you have a sign up sheet and you're like, Hey, who wants to go compete? You know, and you have, whatever that number was, it was almost everybody on our team that, um, that wasn't told not to have signed up to compete. So that was cool.
2: Yeah. From, from Sheridan, I know we, I think a pretty decent performance. I don't um, what comes to mind is I think did Ben Russell uh, Washington in yeah. the finals again? I mean, I feel yeah. like we've matched up with him three, four times at this point.
1: Um, yeah. And um we wrestled him there in the finals. It was a four to two match. Um, we gave up a takedown really early, I think, on one of our attempts, and kind of just kind of got off balance and gave up a takedown. And and after that, like outside of that, a very competitive match. Um, you know, a one takedown match, four to two. Um, and I thought that that Ben obviously closed the gap from the last time they wrestled. You have to wrestle Washington. You can't you can't just go wide open against him. He's too good, and he's too good, and in, in some some small areas like. He can score big points fast. If you let him attack the legs and go upper body, like he can send it and he he can put you on your back if you're if you don't respect it. You don't have to be afraid of those positions, but you got to respect what the guy's able to do. So Ben was able to wrestle much smarter than he did last time he wrestled him. Got to the legs a couple times and just wasn't able to capitalize on finishes. But I think he walked away from that match knowing, oh, I can beat this guy. You know, like I'm gonna have to do it. I can't just talk about it, but I definitely can. He knows he can beat him closed the gap, um, fast forwarding, you know, didn't get a chance to wrestle him again in the scuffle finals because of an injury. But um, you know, that's a guy that you're probably going to end up seeing if you want to go deep into the national tournament, you're going to have to beat him or other people just like him. So it was a good experience. And man, we got, a, we got a long, long way to go. If we continue to improve that, you know, we can continue to close the gap even further. So yeah, I like that for Ben also at, at Lehigh. Um, Filippo was, was, down at 65 for the first time. and looked pretty good. Um, he beat a really good kid from Indiana. Um, a nationally ranked guy. It was by injury default, but we were winning the match when the default happened. And I felt good about the way the match was going to go. I think he ended up getting, what did Gunnar get second or third? He lost one match.
2: Um, I can't tell you,
1: but he looks good. I mean, Gunner's a freshman that it, you know what you're going to get as far as effort from him every single yeah. time he, he competes um and maybe just a couple positions where it was one of those matches i remember where i felt like he out wrestled his opponent but just didn't it didn't show him the scoreboard and give the other guy credit you know he scored more points um but i remember walking away being like okay gunner's gonna be fine no signs of like a tough weight cut or whatever he wrestles with a really high output very high energy so i liked that Hoffer um was in the match against the heavyweight from Lehigh and then it got out of control. Um, And I don't know if you saw the match, but he got like slammed hard and not like an illegal slam. He just got picked up and put down, but it was like his weight and the other heavyweights weight on top of him. Like there was an audible when they hit the mat.
2: Lehigh happens to have a few uh pretty large heavyweights. It seems like a, a string of them here that they've put together.
1: Well, they have, you know, they have a good guy there on staff that he was a really good wrestler, heavyweight. Um, yeah, I would guess he's probably wrestling with these heavyweights every day, and um, it, it, it probably makes a difference for him because I mean, their guy yeah. is big, he's a pretty good wrestler, too. Um, and um, but here's here's what I liked most about Kohlhoffer that day is after that match, um, like he had a choice to make whether he was going to say, Oh, I'm hurting you know, like my back hurts, I got slammed. Or he could say, all right, that guy's better than me and I didn't execute in some positions that I had opportunities to score. And I got to come back and I got to win, you know, every other match I had today. And he did, he came back and won. Um, So that was growth um, from him, you know, to didn't cop out. It didn't feel good to lose that match. No question in my mind, it actually physically hurt. Um, But he came back and he won every other match he had that day. So that was good for him. Um. yeah I don't know you'd have to pull up the results if you wanted to know more I'm happy to well, chat. I
2: was just I was just saying we might as well just roll weight class through you know through the last four competitions I think that's a little bit easier for for us than to try to bring up you know weight by weight at you know four competitions ago at this point Um, but 25 I mean solid performances by Silency and also farmer like you know putting together pretty good performances at 25.
1: Yeah, definitely. So both of them wrestled at scuffle. Um, And yeah, I mean, they ended up wrestling each other and it was a really tough bout. It was close. Yeah, Ethan ended up going, I think, six and one on the weekend and and Chuck maybe five and two, something like that. Um, But I liked what I saw out of Ethan later on in the tournament. You know, his first couple matches weren't, super impressive the match he lost was just you know it wasn't a good representation of how hard he works or or what i think he's capable of um but then is to be honest his, his next matches after that they weren't like super impressive and super flashy but i could see the progress you know sometimes the progress doesn't show up like it doesn't look like a spectacular performance it's just you know gritty just small gains and small gains and and by the end of the tournament, he looked pretty confident again. You know, he looked confident, and pretty assured of himself and, and knowing he can score and, and not only score a little bit, but he can score a lot. Um and uh and man Chuck like continues to just you know, he he lost to the Drexel kid in a crazy kind of match early on in the tournament and then came back and, and then Bergen beat him and then he he beats the Drexel kid on the last I yeah. think the last match. So um, he continues to put together really solid tournaments. I mean, he's a tough kid and, he, and he's a good wrestler and he keeps getting better too. So, um yeah, 25 was a pretty good showing for us. And that's tough. couple. Well, I like what I see out of both of them.
2: Yeah, I feel like it felt like whoever won that match between both of our guys was, was going to go the distance at least to get to that third place to match. It kind of just felt like that, you know, especially after watching them continue to roll after that. And it kind of just felt like, you know, whoever would have come out of that match for us would have would have had a pretty good showing, so. Yeah, what are you gonna yeah, do? Good <laughs> yeah, good growth. Yeah, good growth out of them. Um, 33, I mean, I thought I was encouraged by a lot of performances, like it definitely has, you know, a pretty good knack for scoring, um, especially early in some matches. It seems like he either gets taken down or you know, scores early, but it seems like sometimes we're digging ourselves out of a hole at, at 33, but Um, you know I think he he shows that he can score so I think that's a great
1: thing like I don't know I don't always know what's going to happen at the beginning of his matches but something's going to happen Yeah, (laughs) you know that we got to work on let's make sure those points are going up on our side of the scoreboard but listen Basil's like you've heard me say this every time we talk about he's a competitor like you know what you're going to get in terms of effort and fight and just got to clean up some areas it's not like he doesn't have to become a much better wrestler than he is now he just has to put full matches together you know and yeah. can't wrestle in spurts but i don't know what he ended up you know what he whatever he ended up placing um
2: 6 maybe um fifth or sixth i mean i know he was in the fifth or sixth match i don't i can't remember what what the outcome yeah same was. but i but i remember like okay
1: um not that i needed this tournament to know that he's a competitor i didn't um but you leave like okay he can beat anybody and but we just got to clean up a couple things or else you know he's vulnerable and might be able to get beat um anybody can in wrestling you know but it's with Braden it's you know we keep learning these these pieces of information that that he needs to know and he keeps learning a lot about himself too you know which is
2: probably the most important thing um we're we're in a good spot there with 133. Yeah do you want to talk about um I don't know if you you probably weren't at F and M. Um, yeah, I was. We, yeah. Oh, did you? I would yeah. say we. I don't think we sent anybody at forty one to scuffle, right? Yeah, we we didn't
1: send anybody. It just didn't seem like the right move at the time. Um, we didn't want to send anybody there. Didn't we? Just I didn't think anybody was going to benefit the most um, by going to that tournament. And, and and I'm glad that we did what you know what we did at forty one. We sent pretty much everybody to F and M. Um, and Logan Brown and Richie trainer both had pretty solid days there forty uh, one's been a mixed bag for us this year if you guys everybody's been following us knows that where some weekends it's this guy and some weekends it's that guy and we're still looking as a coaching staff still looking for some consistency um consistency and energy levels every day consistency and and showing how bad they want it and then obviously consistency in their performances but I think when you look at f and m I mean Richie. Did what was his record at FNM? Did he have four and one, five and one, something like that?
2: I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to pull the brackets up, but I'm not having a lot of luck.
1: I mean, yeah, Richie. Richie had a pretty decent day. I mean, God dang it! The one match that he lost, you know, I mean, he's winning with what ten seconds left on a restart, or something like that. Just mental things. He's good enough, you know. And with Logan Brown, he ended up medically forfeiting out. He won three matches. Um, he's been dealing with, you know, kind of a an injury thing, and just didn't think that it was the right time to throw him out there and have three more matches you know he had three matches got three wins you know we'll take that was a successful day for him and we'll continue to evaluate 141 as we move forward
2: 49 i my my big takeaway was i thought deck looked jacked on the camera did you really yeah i don't i shouldn't say this i shouldn't say this about anybody because it's probably gonna get to his head but no, uh, so deck is not a big one forty nine pounder. Really? Maybe, maybe he just had a chest pump from a certain s- situation. He's
1: uh no, he's not big. Like he's a shorts and t shirt every day type of guy, and he's never <laughs> like he doesn't cut weight. He's not a big forty nine pounder. Well,
2: some, sometimes it feels like those guys look big because they're because they don't. Out yeah, they really, don't get so yeah.
1: sucked out. As a yeah. matter of fact, that's one of the things we're working on with him is make sure you keep your body weight up because I mean, fresh off the scales, there's not that big of a difference, but. 12 hours into a tournament, you know, there's a little bit of a size difference between him and some of the other guys. So let's keep our body weight up and make sure that um, our physically, we're strong enough to go, you know, for seven minute matches in a day, if that's what it takes against, against guys. So that's, that's been one thing that's kind of, you know, that's caught up to him at, at times this year is he's kind of got worn down as the day goes on. Just, I think because he's just smaller, you know, but we're working on that. Like, it's not going to be an issue later on in the season we've addressed it we were working on it he had a pretty good scuffle like he showed some things he's yeah. capable of um and got to clean a couple of things up but then you look at matt williams at franklin and marshall and he looked great man uh won the tournament and had to win some tough matches like had to score late in a couple matches to win them two really solid options there at 149 pounds um I really like the position we're in there right now. Two really good options, two awesome guys that everybody likes and they work hard and um just good representatives of our program. So yeah, we'll
2: we'll continue to, to sort that one out as the season goes on as well. Yeah, and then I mean Lucas fifty seven like had you know, at scuffle I felt like a pretty good performance. Maybe, you know, got away from him a little bit and won that, you know, that's the semis match I I want to, I felt like it was probably a one takedown match. Um,
1: yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like Nate is starting to wrestle like, like we know he can again. Like I thought scuffle were steps forward for him. Like, okay, we're getting back there to it. And and sometimes it doesn't happen as quickly as you want. Like you're not back there, you know, right. sometimes you got to get there. And then, and then you can see, keep taking steps forward, but he is 100% moving in the right direction. Lost a couple tough matches there, whatever. I did not you know, we got we we have to finish some shots. Maybe we can wrestle a little bit smarter on the edge, but I did not like a couple of the calls there in his last match at the scuffle. Um take it out of the refs' hands, what I mean, that's why refs are out there. You know, we can't take it out of their hands. They're there for a reason. If we could take it out of their hands, we wouldn't need them. Um we just need them to apply apply the freaking rules. But um he, here's the thing, that match isn't going to make or break his season. So the ref holds up too, the ref doesn't, who cares? Like the yeah. fact is he's wrestling better and he's going in the right direction and we're going to keep that up. So I really
2: like where he's at. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's coming to that spot where you feel like, you know, if, if it's within reach at all, you feel comfortable coming to the third period with him. Like, yeah. like yeah. we got a chance here. Like, you know, even if he's down two, three takedowns, you're like, we got a chance. Yeah, he's
1: doing um, a good job.
2: Yeah, and then um sixty-five, I mean we're we're Deep. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one way of putting it. I mean the other one is just like situations or some decisions to make on, on some things, you know, who gives us the best the best chance based on coming into mm-hmm. dual meet season, I'm sure it, it may change based on different opponents, right? But that's yeah kind of the way it goes for dual meet season. Um but I mean it's hard to not feel good about what we have there right now yeah you feel good about it um
1: and uh you know you want the athletes to to make the decision for you hopefully um but you know if the coach ends up having to make a decision that's our job too but i i think as we look at it now three good options at 65 but i think there's a at this point a pretty clear top two um i would say dakota morris as as in the third spot but he's i mean he put together a really nice tournament at f&m too you know, I mean, his only loss was to his teammate, you know, uh, but he beat two returning national qualifiers in the process of coming back and placing third or fifth, or however they did it. But Dakota Morris as a freshman continues to get better. He's looking good. Um, and then, yeah, Harkins and Philippa was at at 65 where Gunner makes the finals of scuffle. Um, did a good job there. Just came up a little bit short in the finals and learned a lot. Learned a lot about things he wants to improve on and a lot about things he learned a lot about himself and things that he can, he can continue to work on. Um, And Dalton, you know, like, I mean, he has responded exactly the way that you would want somebody to um, over the past couple of weeks where what he do, did he, you know, what, what was the last, he went and won Cleveland state open, right. Dalton won the Cleveland state open. And then he goes to F and M and makes it to the finals. The match doesn't go his way. um, But it wasn't because he didn't want it to, like he put out some effort, wrestled hard and, and continuing to, to be more like the wrestler we know he can be. So we're in a really good spot there. We'll see both of those guys for sure step into the lineup, um, the rest of this month and, you know, we'll see how it shakes out, but we're much like 149. you know, we're, we're in good hands there. Some of the, the, some of the dual meets may be matchup dependent, you know, like who matches up better. And,
2: um, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I just, we're in a good spot. Yeah. I mean, that's the nature of dual meets, um, you know, yeah. it's whoever gives us the best chance to win there. I, I did. I'm just looking at the brackets from F and M. I didn't realize that they just sent the semifinal losers for third and fourth.
1: Well, you had and to, had, dude.
2: It was like there was 400 was like, something uh, guys there was, at the tournament. Yeah, it's like wrestling. T- Do you guys finish by midnight or not?
1: We got out of there. I don't know, like 7:30 or so. It's not
2: too bad for that many. I mean, you go to that, you
1: don't go to that tournament expecting to get out. Like, you just, when you go there, you're like, okay, we're, I'm going to spend, I'll get, I'll I'll sleep on the bus on the way home. I'm good. You can't sleep. How do you sleep? You know who can sleep on a bus? Cadets, wrestling,
2: adults. Somebody that, somebody that wrestled six matches.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can (laughs) coach all day long, exhausted, can't sleep on the bus. Impossible. You try to get comfortable in those seats. Maybe you lay your feet across the aisle. No, the seats are all like, Catty corner to each other. That's yeah. not straight across the aisle. You got these plastic.
2: The, yeah, the issue rests. is the uh, the not the armrest, but the seatbelt. Dude, they're, they're like just in your side. If you Why can't down they make
1: just... a seatbelt that disappears <laughs> and goes down and it's, like it's right back. there? It's just right there, jabbing you in the
2: ribs the whole time. Yeah. yeah it's so fertile. yeah. Anyways, that was that was a full day of wrestling. Yeah. So what um, matchup against Navy in the finals at sixty five for Harkins? Um you know, what? sounds like it was, I mean, no lack of fight. You said, what What was the, the situation there that, you know, we gave up the most points in?
1: I think it started with a five or seven point move, not in our favor. That kid's we stuck went, on top, generally. Well, we didn't so. get turned, I don't think. We went mixer okay. and got caught on our back uh, well, early on in the match.
2: If you're going to go for it, then go for it. <laughs> I mean, send
1: it. You know, but you know, when we're, you know, like if you're going to do it, maybe here's some things you tighten up, whatever. Um, yeah, but uh, but clawed his way back into the match, I think scored the last takedown. That stuff is big. Um, and yeah, I mean, listen, matches like that happen. All you do, you give the other person prep, whatever the scoreboard says, what it said. You don't take anything away from your competitors, you just say it doesn't have to be that you know, it didn't feel like there was that big of a gap. You just, but if you don't feel like it, then it's time to go back and do something about it, you know. Um
2: so Yeah. Um uh, seventy-four at Ben's Ben's semifinal match. <laughs> he gets like blast doubled off the mat. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <This is> the... <laughs> and then I mean freaking just shut the kid down from there.
1: Well, that kid from Stanford he wrestled really good and really talented. Um and uh and Ben wrestled a really solid match. Like yeah, Ben Fazook's ben starting to wrestle better. Yeah, um, which is awesome for us, and 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 not a great thing for everybody else that's trying to beat him. Like he's starting to really wrestle well, um, but yeah, that match, man. Look, it was a tough match. They went back and forth. Ben wrestled great. The guy didn't like it that Ben wrestled so hard and and smart and won some positions. And you know, the guy tried to slap him and punch him after the whistle and got kicked out of the tournament. That stuff, whatever. That's that's what should have happened. You know, like yeah. there's there's no place for that in the sport. Like. I am totally okay with people getting a little chippy during a match. And that's when a ref needs to step in and say, Hey guys, knock it off before somebody gets docked here. Like, you know, let's keep everything legal. Listen, when the match is done, win or lose the match is done. Like you either won or the guy beat you. And then it's like, win or lose do it with humility. And it happened, you know, and it's okay to be an intense competitor between the whistles, but when the match is done, shake hands. And if you won, it's okay to be pumped and if you lost, you can be disappointed. Um, but you can't throw a tantrum. Yeah. You know? Um, and um, you know, Ben almost got caught up in that after the match. That's why I ran out there. I was like, no, 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 like I
2: didn't want Ben getting caught up in that moment and getting himself in trouble too. So Well well my I mean now I'm watching online, like I can't see everything that's happening. Sometimes the cameras aren't in the right spot or whatever, but yeah, I'm watching, I'm like I'm wondering what what did we challenge there at the end? Because the brick comes like flying in for us, and I'm like, "What are we? Like, what are yeah, we?" challenging? I didn't here? want
1: them. I didn't want them docking Ben. I'm like, you can look at it and see that this guy did it, and he
2: needs to be gone. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it felt like I was watching. I was like, "Did we just challenge to just get this kid tossed out of here?" Like, because it was like, and and I guess it like kind of makes sense if it was. I didn't know what was being said there like i don't were they yeah. saying that ben was involved or
1: well look i mean I'll, I'll be honest like i have no patience for that type of stuff i just it's it, i think it a terrible look for our sport i love it when people are intense and they're competitive between the whistles but when the match is over like listen if you got to take your medicine take your medicine and then deal with it somewhere else but yeah you don't cheap cheap shot somebody after the match you know, you have seven minutes to get it done during the match. And if you don't like the result, then you need to go back and change that in the practice room. And then the next time you get a chance to compete, not after the right. whistle blows. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but no, I have no patience for that. And I'm sure that guy is a real, a great young man. Um, and it was a mistake and it's not personal. There's no hard feelings. It was a mistake. And, you know, I think everybody's moved on.
2: Yeah. Um, 84.
0: Dylan uh, she uh, had a pretty good showing at FNM as well. Yeah.
2: Dude, Dude, he, so he did. Dylan's,
0: fifth, yeah, Dylan's one of that. those
1: guys. I mean, he lost in overtime to um, a nationally ranked guy, um, almost made the finals. But Dylan's, again, he's one of those guys that just – he just keeps showing up, you know. Um, and he's stubborn in the best way, you know, that's like – He's stubborn in the fact that he wants to get the most out of his experience. And it doesn't matter. I could go in tomorrow and tell him he's eighth on the depth chart out of five people. He's still going to come up and ask you questions and want to get an individual workout in. Like, he's he's just stubborn in a way that he wants to get the most out of his time. And you love that. And then you see the results of that that pay off as he just keeps showing up in tournaments you know, he keeps winning matches and going deep into tournaments. It's awesome to see. Uh, just super proud of Dylan Sheehy for never quitting on himself. Um, and he's a guy that bends our starter at 174. But could you see Sheehy bump up and maybe Russell at 184? Maybe, you know, you might see that. You know, 184 is one of the weights we got to figure out still. So I just, you know, I say all that to. I'm just proud of Dylan. I like the way that he's stood up for himself over the past four years. It hasn't been easy. It has not been easy for him, and I haven't made it easy on him. And he has never given up on himself.
2: I'm looking at the 84 brackets here for FNM. Danny Lawrence.
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, well, and it, wasn't, it wasn't a great. It wasn't a great day at 184. Um, we can be a lot better than that, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna work on. Um, fixing a couple of those things there. I just it wasn't Danny's results that he wanted, and more than anything, it just wasn't a true representation of who he is and how hard he's worked. Um, so that's you know that's what I want for him. It's what I want for everybody, really. It's like just give yourself an opportunity to show how hard you've worked. Um, it's easy for us to say that, you know, but us three, four, you know, three, who's how many of us? <laughs> like we've been there. We know how hard it can be. Like it's hard and it's pretty easy for coach to say we'll just shoot more you know whatever it's not that easy um should be it's not always so i just you know our guys just i want to give them to give themselves a chance to show the hard work they have put in um that needs to be danny's focus as we move forward let's let's give myself an opportunity to show what i'm really about b row, you want to move to 197
0: yeah, Logan just wants to leave.
2: Sorry, no. the, the dog's like banging on the door here. Um, <laughs> and, um, okay, 197.
1: Thomas Gobby placing at the Southern Scuffle. Let's go. Nice work, Gobby. Let me tell you how Gobby, you know, I, we played around with this idea. Um, but we took one heavyweight to scuffle. We were thinking about maybe taking Cole Hoffer, but, you know, it's like, Let's get him back to campus and train a little bit more to get him ready for F and Cause he's not a guy that can just step out into competition. Like you don't pull Austin Kohlhofer off the street, put a singlet on him and say, let's go. You know, some people they're always in shape. They're always ready. He's not that guy. Like he needs training. All right. Um, and so coming after, off the break, I thought maybe not the best thing to take him to scuffle. So we ended up just taking one heavyweight um, that heavyweight needed a workout partner. Well, Thomas Godby is a true team guy that's really worked hard for the whole time he's been here and super intense. Um, and he, you know, he's, he's from Georgia, so he's a few hours away and said, Tom, hey, why don't you come up and wrestle in the scuffle, give you an opportunity to compete, give Lucas a training partner, getting ready for it, and, and talk about making the most out of your opportunity. He gets a last minute call. I don't think I told Tom until, I mean, it was like Christmas Eve or something, you know, like, hey, why don't you wrestle in scuffle? He was like, "Yes, Coach, I'll do it." I, I called him. He's like, "He's kayaking on a river or canoeing on a river," you know, like the most Vidalia, Georgia thing he could be doing at the time. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll be there." He didn't have any. I had I had to go to his locker and do his laundry for him and bring his warm up and <laughs> I, he left his dirty laundry in his bag from the Wilkes open too, like it was still sweaty. Oh no, that oh, so was so like, bad. <laughs> I even watched this. He he's a tough guy, you know. Um, but he wears a sleeping mask, like Sleeping yeah. Beauty. I even watched the sleeping mask for him. And took what it a good guy.
2: There. A nice but guy. But anyways,
1: like made the most of the opportunity. And then he ends up making the podium there at the scuffle. So he did a fantastic job. He put himself in the conversation, you know, to wrestle for us at at 197. And then um, Wolfgang Frabel wrestled the best I've seen him in his two years here at FNM. So great showing there, encouraged by where we're at. Um, it looks like Godby and Frable. Um, Chris Murphy is a heavyweight that's making his descent down to 197. Uh, We could see him here in a couple weeks. So I like where we're at there. We just got to figure some things out and figure out who it's going to be. But two good tournaments from our guys there, from Godby and Frable. They both did a really good job.
0: The biggest thing I got from that is uh, you're not manly if you wear an eye mask to bed.
1: No, that I mean, you wear an eye mask you do don't you you, de- you definitely <laughs> i don't i don't
0: wear it to bed but i keep one beside in case i like if i'm sleeping in it after it's after it's dark in the morning sometimes i'll put it on like once it gets light out so that like it stays dark for another like 20 30 minutes hour or whatever
1: listen i'm not ju- there's it's judgment-free zone i'm not judging i'm not <laughs> hating i would probably like it if i wore one i don't um but um i can't no. do this
2: stuff on my face
1: I- can't do yeah. It. Um. So listen, I could wear a sleeping mask. I could wear an eye mask. I could do whatever. It ain't going to help me. And ain't nothing going to help me look better. So I can put all that stuff all over my face like my wife does going to bed. No, it ain't going to help me. Sleeping mask, whatever. You know, this is what This is what it's going to be right here, no matter what. Um. So all I need is coffee the next morning, but... That's what we got that's what you took away from one ninety seven is that we, it was a know, how did we get here we we just lost eight of our twelve listeners that were still with us over the, <laughs> over the sleeping mask
2: um heavyweight you want to talk about heavyweight Sorry, yeah whatever. i mean the semi final was i mean it was right there are you' are in that yeah yeah at the scuffle yeah. I mean that's it's there I mean, for he's,
1: you. Like, I he's improved a lot this year already, yeah, right? For sure. Fine. Um, and um he's picked up a few nice wins over the past month, month and a half or so. And um, no, I think he did a great job. And it wasn't ideal training for him either. He came I think he flew to Atlanta. He rode the Greyhound or something like that from Atlanta to Chattanooga, he worked out with a one ninety seven pounder going into the tournament, warmed up with a ninety seven pounder. It's like probably not optimal, but no excuses and performed yeah. hard or competed hard performed well had a good showing and then Kohlhofer at fnm a couple of days ago you know i think he only lost one match
2: um yeah i'm looking at the uh, the you know, no contest kind of- in the in the fifth place what's going on at no contest
1: did he get match limited out I mean, yeah i think they i don't know
2: they both got sixth
0: <laughs> they both got match limited out i think that's, that's who all. was it who was he
1: supposed to wrestle for sixth backup for let me kid
2: ferrari or something um uh, but yeah they got it. um
1: they got match limited out you can only so for those watching that don't know this is a rule that's maybe what 10 12 years old no yeah no 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 no. this happened maybe nine years eight nine years ago because i remember you remember marchetti had like 11 matches in one day <laughs> at what tournament was that
2: edinburgh um yeah with the shorty hitchcock maybe it used One to be of, Shorty Hitchcock at, at Edinburgh. I think it was Mark what he had.
1: Like eleven matches in a day.
2: I was gonna say if anybody it sounds like Wedholm, Wedholm like was NCAA wins leader because he would lose first match and then come back and get third at every single open tournament. Like what a
1: freaking animal that guy was.
2: It still is. Yeah. But
1: but yeah. So you can. But this this rules less than ten years old. You can only have six matches in a day. And so when you get to six matches, you're done. You can't wrestle anymore. Um, and it's a very good rule by the way six matches is a lot you don't need any more than that Um, so looking out for the safety of the student-athlete six matches is that's a good number Uh, that's that that's a lot so um, but listen that you know heavyweights where okay right now maybe Stoddard's got you know um, maybe a little bit of an edge but it's not over you know and and don't tell Austin Kohlhofer that he's not the guy because he wants it and he's he wants to show you he is so they're both that's another one where they're both going to get some chances to compete so i think if you look at our lineup what is that that's 41 49 65 84 97 is there really is there six weights that could still go one way or the other um not what I thought the position we would be in, you know, on what, what is today, January 7th. I didn't think we would be here on January 7th saying that, but we are, and I'm not in panic about it either. Like I, I don't, it's not that big of a concern to me. I just think that um, we have a couple weights where there's some really good guys bunched up and we have a couple that, yeah, we got to figure some things out. You know, we're not where we want to be at those weight, but that at a couple weight classes and we got to figure oh, it I out.
2: But, I think we'd feel a lot worse if we're, you know, going Owen every time. Like, right, with with guys performing well, it's a little bit easier to feel better about it. Yeah, um, Brian, I don't know what we have for questions, but I figured let's do that before we get into a preview of the next two duels.
0: Yeah. Let me, and if you
2: uh, and if you don't have any, I have some. So.
0: Yeah, I mean one question. Well, let's go. Let's go over the duels because some of these questions fall into like um EIWAs and NCAA stuff
2: and okay. questions. You cool with that, uh, Everett? Yeah, that's fine. I was just um, I'm looking at the schedule here, they're both listed for one. So, is is there an order for
1: there? We're definitely not wrestling on both at the same time.
2: Um, I think, I think we <laughs> could do it. I think we have a good if anybody could do it. Hey, we got some depth. I think we have a shot. That much I know for sure. I mean, it uh, says
0: you're wrestling Drexel at 1 p.m. on Sunday, and you're also and you're wrestling Columbia at 1 p.m. on Sunday. So,
1: would it be possible to wrestle two matches at the same time? If like one started at 25 and the other one started at 65, could you? That would be wild. We're not doing that, but um, I don't.
2: There is way It I would know. be entertaining.
1: I don't know what it is. I don't know what the order of the dual meets is. I just know that that's two conference opponents, and that could be two matches we're going to see at the conference tournament back-to-back. So great experience for us. I know both of them are going to have really good teams, and we better be ready to go. But honestly, so I'll give you – I left here on December 28th, did some recruiting. Team showed up in Chattanooga on the 29th. So we get ready for the scuffle. We wrestle on the first and second. We come back here on the third. I left on the fourth to go to F&M. Came back late on the fifth. Um, here's the point. Is I've been just, you know, we've been traveling a lot and focused on the competitions that we have, which have been stacked up. I haven't even looked at the lineups of the du- of the two duels coming up. Because at this point but in lucky. the year, like lucky we're looking at, we we wrestle a week from now, right? Like, that's a long time. Yeah. At, at this point in the year, a week away is a long time. Um, so I haven't even looked at the lineups of, of the two opponents.
2: Well, I was just saying, lucky for you, I have it up right here. Um, I, was, I figured you might. Well, the one thing that I I um, was had noticed that uh, Ogunsonia's brother has not wrestled since, like, early in the year. Um, you know, friend of the program, if you will, yeah. uh, hoping that Everything's good with him. Um, but, you know, Columbia seemingly has, has a pretty decent squad. Um, they've got Babin at 25. Okay. Um, they wrestled Vines at 33. Kai Owen at 41. Um, Fettelin at 49. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jaden Lee at 57. Andrew Garr at 65. Uh, Lennox Wolak at 74. He's number 24.
1: Yeah.
2: Um Azarov at eighty-four. Uh Wehmeyer at ninety-seven, who's ranked, you know, top thirty-two guy. Yeah. And then Mechesny at heavyweight. Now okay. does that mean anything to you? A couple does of those names I'm not sure. Lot I mean we me.
1: we know Baden, we know Wolak we know Fedelin at forty nine, we know um. What's uh Owen at 41 you know we've seen these guys around i know several of those yeah. guys listen i'm doesn't matter who they send out they're gonna they're gonna be good and they're gonna be tough like they're neither one of those are teams that are gonna roll over and drop their head and let you just beat them Right. like and, and with the way our program where we're at like the margins for dual meets are thin like if you don't make things go your way you may not get the result that you want as a team score. And so, we like, listen, we can't take anybody. We're not the number one ranked team in the country wrestling the number 30 ranked team in the country, where you can, like, maybe overlook somebody and and still get a a good team result. It doesn't work that way for us. I mean, we've got to be on every weekend. Um, And so we're going to have to be on this weekend. I don't know what the matchups are going to be. I don't know who's going to wrestle for us. I don't know who's wrestling for them. Um, And you can name some more names. That's really not going to mean a lot to me right now. But the important thing is that, We have to be ready to go every time because if we're not like, we're not that much better than people that we can just take them lightly and still win. We got to be ready. We got to be on, we got to be ready. So that will be, you know, something that we're working on every day.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's cool to have like a, I think it's cool to, I I would call this a try. I don't know if you would call it that, but. Well, uh, it's us.
1: They're not wrestling each other. So it's just us versus one of them and then us versus the other one. So,
2: yeah. I mean, either way, it's cool for the fans get to come and see two uh, two dual meets as opposed to, yeah. to one. You know what I mean? It's always cool to, you know. If I remember my dad bringing me to, um, you know, a match like this. I think they – I want to say they wrestled Brown and, and Harvard or something when I was in high school. Um, and I always thought it was cool just because you get to see two matches. So, it's, you know, if you're looking for a time to make the trip out, this is always a good one.
1: Yeah. Yep. Sunday, 1 p.m. start. There will be us wrestling somebody at 1 p.m. <laughs> so Gillis Fieldhouse this weekend, by the way, not up at Crystal Arena. So
2: down in the Fieldhouse. Well, it's nice now they have uh, the bleachers. Oh, it looks great. Right? Yeah,
1: it's actually, if we can get people to show up and, and have a good crowd, like the atmosphere there is, it's not bad at all. It's not Crystal, yeah. but it's it's a pretty cool atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's not a, uh... who's hey, Jim? either do you remember that i liked that wrestling was great it was awesome
1: um maybe we can go back to doing it again it's just a lot of legwork for you know different people um you know it's 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 harder than it should be to have a match in there and
2: if only um, we knew you know maybe the guy that was running DTE. <laughs> <laughs> listen there is
1: not a bigger supporter of army wrestling than colonel guest that's for sure that's true um, but um uh, but it's you know it's a kind of a heavy lift for some people to have a a, a division one college match in there. You got to think about parking. How do you get people into Arvin Gym? Like, I mean, all these little things. It's just like, uh oh, shouldn't yeah. be that hard, but sometimes it is.
2: Okay. Um, uh, yeah, we can make what, else, well, I mean, what else
1: do we have um, as we're looking ahead? What else is on the docket? Binghamton um,
2: next week in Vestal. Um, that's on the twenty first Sunday at four p.m. And then we're at Bucknell on the 27th. Um, okay. We're going to get that one back at 65. That's on my mind. You know, I'm let sure me tell you, a- that kid looks like he's like 40 years old. He's a true freshman. I I couldn't believe it when I thought he was a true I was like, no way, this kid. Yeah. He looks so old. I know. I thought for sure I was like, oh, this kid's going to gas late. Like, he's old. <laughs> he's going to gas. <laughs> let me tell you, no, he does not.
1: I mean, no, he's d- tough. Look- He's 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 very tough guy. Yeah, You got to respect him as a competitor, and and he's obviously strong. Um, and uh, you you're gonna have to wrestle a full seven minutes to beat that guy. You're not you're not gonna beat him for five minutes and get your hand raised. You know he's gonna keep wrestling. So no things that we learned and looking forward to that matchup. Listen, every team that you've named, it's the same with us with everybody though. But like every dual meet for us can be knockdown, down, drag out. Yeah. And I say that and I actually enjoy it because it's like every week for us, like you got to be ready to go. And if you're a competitor, you love that. Like that's that, that drives you. Um, so both of those teams, you know, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. I think as, as they get closer but Binghamton and Bucknell are always, you know, tough dual meets for us. So,
2: yeah, I would say, I would say the line between, you know, two and two and four and O oh in January is pretty thin. And that's always the case, you know what I mean? Like it's just January's tough, yeah. for, to string things together. It always happens. I mean, the line just...
1: between four and zero oh and zero oh and four—it's just not that, yeah, big. it's not that big. Yeah, um, that, that's part of what makes dual meets awesome. And and you've seen a lot of discussion about dual meets lately on social media, because they draw fans and interest and passion, um, and they can flip like that, man. Over the yeah. course of a three-day tournament, okay, let's say your your stud gets clipped in the second round of a three-day tournament, he's still going to come back and score fifteen, sixteen points, you know, instead of twenty. Yeah. But there there there's not a major drop off now. I, yeah, to that individual, if they always wanted to win and now they're third, it's a big drop off. But I'm talking in the team race in a dual meet. If you slip, fall on your back, listen, there ain't no coming back to get third. You're done. <laughs> And the other team gets all the points. So
2: um, dual meets are awesome, man. They can flip on a dime. Yeah, I mean that that conversation probably will happen forever. <laughs> well, there until ever- something happens? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Will there ever be a
0: resurgence of a dual meet national championship that I feel like there's talks of it every year, and it's like, I at this point I'm like. Why are people even talk about it? It's,
1: I don't know. The answer is, I don't know. But if you look at dual meets this past weekend, sell out first ever sell out crowd in, for wrestling in Reynolds Coliseum in Raleigh. That was sick. That's record crowd show up. Um, <laughs> what's that?
0: They didn't even show up. They're wrestling like dog crap.
1: That was a we good froze. dual meet, man. I watched that. Yeah. I watched a lot of that dual meet on the on the bus ride home, I think it was. And um, I the, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not going to color commentate on, you know, like either team's wrestling. I'll say that, you know, both teams brought it. and One brought it a little bit more. Um, but the fans were sick. There was 8,500 in Corvallis, Oregon to watch Oregon State and Penn State. Like, combine those two right there, that's almost – and it may be equal to, you know, what shows up for the NCAA Finals. Like, you got yeah. that many people in one night, in a night in January – and if you can build up more dual meets, imagine having that every weekend. You know, we'll talk about growing the sport locally at your place, at your school. Credit to those coaches for getting that done. Um, I'm not sure how we started talking about national duels, but man, I wish it would happen. I think it would be so well, cool.
2: I mean, at a certain point, all it would take essentially, this is my, my little brain. Uh all it would take is for the NCAA to endorse it and say, Yes, we're gonna hold this, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's roadblocks all up, you know, leading to that, but that's the final gate, right? As NCAA says, yes, we decide now that we're gonna endorse this and hold it as a championship. That's right. Yeah.
1: And if they do that, then everybody you're going. Who's not gonna Well that's
2: that's yeah. that's the thing, is it? Yeah, you know, and, and who's in their pocket, I guess, to to prevent that or advocate because that people from happening.
0: The NCAA from doing that.
2: Yes. 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 <laughs>
1: Yeah. People have stopped the NCAA from doing it. There are powerful people with deep pockets that can lobby and that know the right people and that are very well connected. Um, and there's, you know, the influence is not the same from every school, you know, Kevin Ward's influence is not the same as some other coaches out there.
2: So, um, if, if I have deep pockets and my incentive is to get even deeper pockets, which most people with deep pockets, that is the incentive, right? Um, you know what can it only generate more revenue and more
1: take money out of it but money but but money definitely does play a factor i think this is my theories so i haven't done the investigative journalism here to prove myself right or wrong but i it's it's not maybe ju- always just about the money there logan it's 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 more about power and control so okay you got deep pockets that fit a bunch of NCAA trophies, right? It's not about maybe – it is. It's about adding more trophies, but it's making sure nobody else wins them too. You know, Um, it's holding on to that power. And if you're – if a system is working for
2: you, why change it? Are you talking about maybe like a particular team that has, you know, seven number one guys and then –
1: I'm talking about a couple of different teams, Um, but a few – a few teams adamantly against, you know, maybe, maybe not the concept, but the way that it's been drawn up, or maybe it's the concept in general. Um, Yeah. I mean, a way to get it it done, but there's enough, there's been enough roadblocks there to stop something that 97% of coaches think is a great idea.
2: Well, that's the funny thing. It's like, think about how awesome, you know, the first round, you know, first round one or round two of that tournament could be if, you know, the whole school is the higher seed. Like, think about how cool that becomes for for that school and all the awesome. you know income that it brings to the town and everything else. Like, it's like. I mean, I was watching like... the um, the NCAA
1: women's lacrosse selection show last year, and we see our our lacrosse team get selected. You know, and they're like going bonkers. Yeah, like that that moment as a team, we don't get that in in wrestling. Right. Matter of fact. You can go to the NCAA tournament as an individual competitor. And if you don't have a great two days and make the podium, people think you suck. You know, like you can go to the national tournament and you can win four matches and people are like, Oh, he wasn't very good. You know, like we don't, we miss that as a sport celebrating the ability to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, Yeah. And I think duels. You know, if there was a dual championship and a team was able to celebrate, we're going here as a
2: team. Like, what is the what's the downside of that? Right? I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't I don't I can't but, find one. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Brian, I don't know if you have any other comments that you want to bring up, but I, I can get the questions for one.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say one, but I think I should I don't think I should uh I don't think I should say it.
2: You're probably okay. right then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll start this one's been on then on my mind and I asked this to the group chat um, because as we're watching the scuffle right we're talking about matches or doing whatever and you know what what goes into your head you know in the corner as you know I, a couple a couple matches specifically like we have I want to say Luquez at, at 57 I don't know if it was semifinal or third or fourth on the backside um, I, I, I think we we challenge late in that match, at a certain spot. Do the same thing with with Gunner, maybe in a different situation. I can't remember. Um, seemingly, like we're we're have a couple challenges late in matches. What are you considering? Like some some of those guys, I think too on our team are guys that really benefit from pushing the pedal down late, and conditioning becomes a factor for some of our guys that wrestle really really hard. You know, your Luccheses and, yeah. and your Bens and those guys. Like what. What goes into your mind to consider, hey, is it worth throwing the the brick here on some of this, or do we benefit from not and and being able to punch the gas a little bit harder than the other guy?
1: Probably nothing that you don't already think, you know, would be going through my mind. I threw the brick in Lucas's match against the his his last match against the guy from OU, um, mm-hmm. and here's what I I can tell you a couple reasons I did. One, um, I was 100% sure I was right, and I still am. I'm 100% sure they made the wrong call. Um, And um, the the rule is if you cause an unnecessary out of bounds, it's stalling. Well, we're running on a single leg and the guy kicks, he, the guy's already out of bounds and he kicks further out of bounds and it causes us to go out of bounds with him. Um, That's the definition of creating an unnecessary restart. He could have kicked to the side. He could have kicked back to the middle. Um, He kicked out of bounds and went out of bounds. Like, That is an automatic stalling call. Both the referees on the mat gave me different explanations as to why it wasn't. Like, both, like, different reasons why. They couldn't even agree. Um, But I think even more important there is I thought it was an independent reviewer. So we had an independent review earlier on in the tournament. Um, and I thought if I would have known that same guy was going to review his call, I probably wouldn't have challenged it. Um, yeah, I, thought, I mean, it felt we,
2: like that kid was kind of falling apart there at the end, right? Like I, I know felt I really thought we good had about independent
1: reviewer still. So I was like, Oh, yeah. somebody else is going to watch this and they're going to get it right. Um, and that's, that's the danger there though. But I was, I was convinced I was right. I think if you go back and you watch the first out of bounds in that match and the last, You'll see two really obvious missed calls by a ref that, um, you know, like I don't know, maybe he was sick of hearing it from us and he just wasn't going to entertain. It. I'll tell you this too, he refs um, Little Rock's matches, and I know this because I'm friends with the coaches there. And he said something to one of Little Rock's coaches afterwards. He was like, "Man, I wasn't even going to entertain that challenge because that coach was so annoying all day, but I had to go look at the video." Um, and I'm maybe
2: like, not a good way to keep your job.
1: Not Well, he's going to keep his job. Who's going to fire him? There's no accountability? They can make whatever call they want,
2: you know, and they're just going to pat well, each other on
1: the back and say, yeah, you were right. Good call. That, that, can
2: can you challenge a stalling call? Yes. You can that's challenge everything thing.
1: except a pin. Okay. Um, and so, but, anyway, but listen, the question that you guys are asking, that's why are they challenging? Let them saying. wrestle. Um, you're right like, you're not wrong for thinking that because I've the same thing went through my head. When I saw the, the other guy go back there to review his own call, I'm like, damn it, this guy's going to get a minute and a half break when he was falling apart. Um So, yeah, those things go through your mind. You you hope you get it right, Um, you know, and kind of the same thing. If you remember, we talked about this with the Iowa State-Iowa duel earlier in the year, and Dresser made some comments about that. He didn't throw the break, you yeah. know, because – it was the same ref reviewing his own call and didn't want to, you know, the momentum of the match and those things, you just, you hope you get it right. Um, in hindsight, we didn't, you know, and I, I didn't yeah, right it's,
2: it's definitely, it's a tough spot because if you, if you play it the other way and then, you know, you don't get the takedown late in the match, you're like, well, why the hell didn't I challenge that when it could have been, um, yeah, definitely a, yeah. a, a tough spot,
1: um, man. I think as well, um, like there's a funny example. There was a really close call with Tanner Craig at the F&M tournament. And I think the ref got it right. It was, but it was very close. And and Steve is arguing for Tanner. It, the call went against us. And I think it was the right call. I think time was out, but it was close. And um somebody was like filming the match on their phone. And um, they had this after the match, like um, not on the flow video, but on their phone. The ref comes over to the table afterwards and he's like, hey talking to the table workers like you guys got to tap me and you got to be loud so these crybabies aren't doing this to me all day long talking about the coaches (laughs) you know so like look Uh, refs are people too like you know they think coaches are crybabies and we think they suck you know like we don't i think that they think we think they suck i don't think they suck i think by and large are really really good um but i mean it's it's humans that are you try to get it right and you know you try to get, you try to challenge at the right time and, you know, bite your tongue when you have to. And sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. You mentioned that there's no
0: accountability of refs. Um, uh, Is there anybody within the NCAA that's in charge of accountability for the refs or oversees that concept of it? That
2: we I think so.
1: About? Yeah. I think the answer to that is yes, but it's like, you know, there's not going to be. um So the answer to that is absolutely yes. There is oversight of some level, both at the NCAA level and the conference level. But um, I'm not going to get a letter. They're they're not going to announce that, you know, like this officiating crew blew this call like you see in some other sports. Um, Maybe they shouldn't. I don't think wrestling reps get paid enough to deal with that, to be honest with you. I think the rules are pretty tough to administer, and they probably don't get paid enough. Um, But... Yeah, it sucks when, like, you got two officials on the mat. I think they both get it wrong. They both give me different explanations. One of them tells me the other ref is wrong. You know, you're like, why is this – this ref is telling me this, and the other ref is like, no, no, he's wrong about that. And I'm oh, but you're right. You know, like, it's just – it can be frustrating. Um, Did you
0: ever get an explanation of why there was an independent review earlier in the tournament and not no. that?
1: no and why that went away that guy was <laughs> like, busy why that went away in the metal rounds no um but you know whatever it was you know out of bounds missed call finish i guess like whatever you know i didn't like the call move on i'm i know it doesn't sound like it but i'm over it. moving on
0: moving on we had uh one listener question um talking about um would it be feasible for uh, West Point to host EIWAs in the future? And like, what's the potential of a situation like that?
1: Okay. So I think that depends on whether it's going to be a one or two day tournament. Um, If it's a one day tournament, I think our venue is awesome. I think our venue is perfect for it either way. Um, I don't think our surrounding areas can, can give fans the experience that they want to go to a wrestling tournament. Like, where are you going to eat? Where Like, what are you going to do after the tournament? Where, where are you going to go drink beer between rounds like wrestling fans do? Like, there's, not, there's nothing in the surrounding area that can really support a two-day tournament. That's a bummer, you know. And I know AOG is working on some things there to try to get Highland Falls up to, you know, hopefully into the early 2000s, you know, um, as we move on into the year 2024. Um, you know, we would like to have some things a little bit more modern around, but I, I would love to be able to do it. Crystal arena would be awesome. I just don't think the surrounding areas can give fans and and athletes like the experience they want for a, a premier tournament for two days. So unlikely, I think that we will host in the next couple of years. So does, uh,
0: so Bucknell is the ideal location for uh, social engagement?
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, they have, I, I know they have an Applebee's. Right? I don't know what else is there. I forget, but I know they have an Applebee's or something, but you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, you've been. No, I know, there. I
0: know. Yeah, it would be, t- it, would, it would be tough. Yeah. First can, of all, I, there's so many people, you know.
1: <laughs> our Chipotle here is a digital only, you know? So it's like, how many hundreds of people are you going to have lined up to grab their Chipotle to go? Um. Yeah, there's only so much you can do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got the uh, um, like twenty minutes away. You have what the the outlets there. You know, Woodbury Commons. There's some places. There's some bar restaurants. You know, it's. Yep. I can see them staying out there. It's not ideal, but like that's you know play, you know fans can go.
1: Well, listen. I guess you know this is. I could be wrong. I'm just a wrestling coach. I'm not an administrator. I'm not, you know, I don't host events. Um, but I usually try to start with the end in mind. And I think, what do you want your fans saying when they leave? Like when the tournament's over and they're going home, what do you want them saying? And if you can't provide what you, the experience for them that you want them to, to have, um, don't do it. Like, I mean, I'm big on that. Like, we try to do that with our tournament that we host here. I try to do that with dual meets. Um, if we can't provide a first-class experience, then I don't want to do it and have a mediocre tournament here just to say we had the tournament. You know, I, if, if it can't be great, I don't want it. That's my personal opinion.
0: Logan, you got any, uh, any more questions?
2: i kind of hit on. That, that was a big one for me. It was just... I think that's the strength of so many of our, our guys, too. And, you know, it's a testament to, I don't know what we're doing for, you know, how hard we're wrestling and, you know, what we're doing for conditioning. But I think things look good on that front. So, well,
1: done. I appreciate that. You know, what I what I told the team um, after our last couple of competitions, and this is 100% true, is um, this is the first time in, in quite a while where, I've I've been able to sit back and watch our team compete and get a pretty good idea of like what our team's about. There's been times where we've had some really talented wrestlers in a lineup but I I don't see an identity, you know, as a program and starting to see that now. So I think our progress from November 1st until now has been really inspiring to me to to make us, you know, to want even more. Like we I watch our team compete now and I'm I'm like, "Okay, these guys know who they want to be and what they want to represent and maybe not always all the way there yet, you know, but it's, it's progress and we can build on it. That's fun. That's when you have a group like that, it makes coaching a lot more fun, you know, because it means that they're, they're really bought in and they care deeply about it. So that, that makes your job fun.
2: Yeah.
0: The um, very well said. The um before we wrap things up, I um the Army Navy duel. Um, some people have been asking. You know, we're about uh, a little over a month away. People planning to come visit for it. Will there be uh you know a a social prior to it? Like the last time it was at the Inferior Academy, or you know what? uh, Any any details to come? Anything for the fans? Yes.
1: So one hundred percent, there will be a pre match social beforehand. Um, we'll be sending out that information in what the next week, two weeks on, uh, the where and when, but it will be day of the dual meet prior to the dual meet, um, social happy hour, um, you know, type thing to get army fans together, get them all nice and, and loose and energized to go be rowdy. Um, we'll have a good time and, uh, the details will be coming about out about that shortly. Speaking of future events, B-Row, get your NCAA ticket request in now. Um, we are going through those this week and we're gonna start allocating this week. We have probably three times more requests than we have tickets. And so that's gonna be an issue, but we're gonna do the best that we can. So if you haven't requested your tickets yet, um check your email from Jeff Brees, get fill out that Google survey, let him know. Um we'll get tickets out hopefully soon. Hey, if
2: you want to go, qualify for time. Mm-hmm.
1: Logan said something right, there man. about qualifying for the tournament. I don't know. Did you get that B-Row? So, or is his mic a little fuzzy? Yeah,
2: a little a little fuzzy. I said if you want to go and you're a guy in the team, you just qualify for the tournament.
1: Just go, yeah. Just I can tell you hundred percent how to get there. And you have yeah. to take four friends or family and there it, with you. So do, uh
2: get your hotel paid for.
1: Yep. Yep, hundred percent. So well, man, like we've been talking wrestling here for like an hour and fifteen minutes and I could go forever. Um, kudos to, you know, our few fans that are still left out there listening to us. Um, it was it's been a lot of fun wrestling over the winter break. Um, I've had a lot of fun with this team. As I've said, since the beginning of the year, I really like coaching them. They're fun. I I love our staff. It's a lot of energy and um, you know, now the really fun the fun part begins. Where we get to wrestle some dual meets every weekend and there's nothing like lining up shoulder to shoulder, you know, with your team and taking on somebody else. And at the end of the duel, the best team's gonna win. Um, that's fun, man. And looking forward to this time of year. And look forward to catching up with you guys again, maybe, maybe next week after we wrestle um Hofstra and Columbia. So um yeah, man. Thanks for for everybody's time and attention and support of Army Wrestling. Appreciate everything that you guys do.
0: Awesome. Yeah, Appreciate it, coach. Appreciate all the listeners. Uh, If you have any questions, reach out. Thank you for tuning in. B-Hall. B-Hall. Thanks for tuning in to the B-Hall Radio Show. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future show, reach out to us on any of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can reach us at email, bhall.radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, go Army, be Navy.